0: Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career.
1: Hello and welcome. I am Kate Poon and joining me in studio today is the Coordinator for Student Technology Training and Support here at the University of the Free State's Center for Teaching and Learning, Zane Mintoor. In his role, Zane is dedicated to fostering scholarship-driven innovation that enhances learning and teaching, ensuring student access and success. Originally hailing from Bloemfontein, he earned his undergraduate degree in human and societal dynamics and an honours degree with a specialisation in criminology, both from the University of the Free State. His professional journey is centred on continuous growth Consistently striving to enhance vital skills for excelling in his role and driving institutional progress. Personally, his ultimate aspiration is to craft a purposeful and fulfilling life. Outside the professional sphere, Zane indulges in gaming and cherishes quality time with his wife and children. Ah, uh, Let me welcome my colleague. Hi, Zane. How are you doing today?
0: Hi, Kate. I'm doing great.
1: Before we unpack your job and the work that you do every day, tell me about the best day in your career. When was it and what happened?
0: This particular question is interesting because the best day in my career was when I was still within the academics, um, particularly with criminology. Mm. And I remember um, I was responsible for the second year criminology students, um, including the e-learning students. And there was this particular student throughout the semester, she was struggling the whole time. And um, I remember telling her on the final test before the exam, Mm. you really need to make a plan here, Um, otherwise you're not going to be able to pass this. And she and I said to her, look, my office is there. I'm there every day. Come and see me. And she ended up I wasn't expecting it. She ended up coming to me two weeks straight every single day and we sat for two hours every time. Even more at times. And when the exam came, when you normally go into the exam venue, you move around and um, I left the other students. I'm like, okay, you guys are fine. I'm going to go to this site. And I remember the evigilator telling me, you know, everyone is done. Um, She has 30 minutes left and she's still writing. In Mm. fact, she just requested an additional book to write in. And when I saw the marks, when I was busy grading a paper, she nearly obtained a perfect mark on that. You know, already then I was like, You this made a difference. Mm. And then in talking to her afterwards, she came to me and she said, she really just wants to thank me. Um, because she's never had a lecturer support her the way that I did. Um, and I sat there and I thought to myself, you know, as lecturers sometimes, or academics, we take for granted the fact that we have a specific role to fulfill for students. Um, we often think that it's you get in class, present your material, um, give the instructions and that's it the student is most of the time left to cope on their own and just to offer that type of support makes a world of difference to that student and that for me was the best best day ever and i still see her on campus every once in a while um, and she's doing fantastic now she's even pursuing a, her master's degree currently at this stage so that's the best day
1: ah, amazing now i want you to tell me a bit more about your journey from being young and being a student and so you acquired your degree and then your honours, and now you're coordinating the student technology training and support team. Would you say it was a straight or winding road for you?
0: It was definitely not a straight road. Um, very difficult. You know, as any student, when you are studying, um, you're not certain if you're going to be able to find a job immediately mm-hmm. after you're done studying. And for me, um, it was a combination of a variety of things. I emerged myself into my studies, um, and obviously I chose criminology for a specific reason. And I got to know my lecturers. Um, I volunteered for a lot of internships um, and part-time roles. Um, if you look at my journey, I started as a tutor um, back when we it was it at the very beginnings of it. Um, and I became a facilitator, I took on part-time lecturing, various internships as well, mm-hmm. and at times it really was overwhelming. And I remember, particularly when I finished with my honours, I'm like, well, I'm no longer a student. Um, this is most likely where it's going to stop. But through that culmination of things and pursuing my honours degree in that very same department and doing all of these roles, it actually equipped me with the necessary skills then to such a degree that I got recognized and I managed to taking those opportunities actually to get enlisted in the job mm. and everything that I've done up until now, the combination of the academics and also being part of the faculty support system um, has led me to this position I'm currently in and has equipped me so well in that way.
1: Great. That is amazing. <laughs> So let's travel through time and reflect a bit. Let's say you didn't find yourself in the higher education space um, or in the student support space. And I wonder if you would have been a professional gamer, but (laughs) I want to hear from you. What else would you have liked to do?
0: I would say um, I would like to be a professional gamer. Um, But obviously, that's not my my major passion. Mm. It's more of a hobby. For those that don't know, perhaps, or know me personally, is um, I actually am an amputee. And my major passion, even as a student in before, even in high school, was motorcycles. Um, So I often would fantasize, you know, when I still was riding my bike and things, I really want to become a professional MotoGP racer or Mm. F1 driver because the adrenaline of it, you know, you're just at peace when you're driving your bike and things, Mm. Um, no matter what the circumstances, it's so (laughs) relaxing. um, And the adrenaline of it is just so fantastic. So if I could do anything, I would like to do that.
1: Okay, (laughs) interesting.
0: I I might have a midlife crisis and pick it up later.
1: (laughs) 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 But <laughs> see that. Now back to real life, Zane. Um what would you say makes you good at your job?
0: Look for me, um I'm the type of person um of course I know I'm able to do my job mm. um, but I think any person if you are pursuing a professional career very seriously there's some deep reflection that you need to do um, on a daily basis mm. within your duties um, and I think what makes me particularly good at my job is I still don't view it as excellent I can always improve on things is the fact that um, I continuously to strive to enhance those soft skills and particularly when you're in this type of position where you're a coordinator of multiple teams, mm-hmm. you need to consider that you're working with a diverse group of people. You need to be able to, you know, handle that diversity to your advantage in your team mm-hmm. and really just continue to not just improve yourself, but improve your team members on top of that. And in the beginning, it was a bit of a struggle for me until I realized, you know what, um, it's okay to form close relationships with people. So relationship building and coalition also helps a lot. But the basic understandings as well of, let's say, the institution, we're in the university. So you need to understand as well, how does everything relate to each other? Mm -hmm. Um, And once you get that, you are able to excel in your your work environment, in your job as well. So for me, that's what makes me good. Um, I've really worked hard on building those relationships. Mm -hmm. I make it my business to stay up to date really with anything that, possibly involves technology, possibly involves our students um, and it all also comes down to the attitude you have. You've heard people say, can do attitude. So for me, I take it quite literally when I say that um, and, you know, people I work with will notice as well, we will never say no to you, even if the task is impossible. Mm. I'll try my very best to do it. So it's also about your attitude and your willingness to progress.
1: Great, definitely. Now, if someone was listening now um, and would really like to find themselves in a similar career path that you followed um, or just in the higher education space and leveraging on technology and student support, what would you say is the best way for them to prepare themselves?
0: Um, The best way possibly for someone aspiring to pursue a similar career or profession, I would recommend a multifaceted approach. It's crucial to build those strong foundations um, in education, to mm-hmm. know the education field. Um, I think a lot of people have a misconception, perhaps at times, that I'm in university, therefore I might just need to know about higher education with this university. But when I say education, I mean, from everywhere because it starts from your preschool even Mm. um, because your student is built all the way until where you get there so you have a good foundation of the education system and possibly in fields related to educational technology as well. Instructional design as well. Um, I think in my current role I thought I wouldn't have need for instructional design Mm. um, anymore but I still do it on a daily basis so that's a good point as well because you are involved in a lot of design work of courses and modules as such. And then, of course, relevant subject matters as well. So in your stakeholders that you are supporting, let's say whether it's an academic module, whether it's a support service um, stakeholder, have knowledge of what it is they're busy with Mm. um, and how they, again, align to what you are trying to do in the institution in a broader concept. And then a diverse skill set. So including your proficiency. In terms of your business acumen, understanding how processes work, your standard operating procedures as well. So try and look at, you know, we've got the university website um, and students often think that something or even, you know, new employees think something might be relevant to them. Mm. Get acquainted with those types of things because it will really, really help you develop the necessary knowledge and skills as well. But also, if you are a person like me, who's really an introvert, try working on your networking skills. Um, That's the most crucial part. So a diverse skill set, good knowledge base of your environment. um, And once again, I'll put it self-reflection in terms of your personality. How can you contribute? How do you relate to the people you are engaging with and building those relationships? (laughs)
1: Every job, I always say, has its stuff. So, you know, what would you say really could be the hard or just the mundane part of the work that you do every day? I'm
0: going to put one for each one of those. So the really hard part about my job is um, I work with Gen Zs in my team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's quite a couple of challenges that come with the Gen Zs. Hmm. Um, They're young, they're fiery. And, you know, when you do something that, you know, they're not in favor of, they're very quick to let you know about this. Um, But I really appreciate that about them, at least um, to, you know, every extent um, of that. The other hard thing that I can add there is we work with multiple stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, we don't just support the Bloomfontein campus, we support Kwakwa and South Campus and all of the other satellite campuses as well. So balancing. Um, all of those stakeholders and making sure that you know you don't prioritize the one over the other and keeping mm. equal—that's a really hard part. Now, for the mundane part, and I think anyone listening can share it <laughs> on this—is the administration. The things that go on behind the scenes, mm. because those are repetitive tasks. Let's say every year or every cycle, um, you're not just going to leave it as is. You need to imp- continuously improve on those things. A lot of them are really repetitive. Mm. So that for me is the, the worst. But I always used to call it the dreaded A word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with that. But yeah, we can't get anywhere without. Um, the admin it, it has to be there
0: exactly mm. you, you really need to know that's your planning you need exactly. it needs to be done um otherwise you're not going to know if you were successful in a project mm. um, where your improvement lies what were your challenges mm. and what is the way
1: forward exactly Now we've reached what I always say is my second favorite part of the conversation. And I'm going to ask you five questions. So you don't need to think too hard. The first thing that comes to your mind, you say. So it's a this or that. Are you ready for the questions? Yes. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sweet or salty? Salty. Remote or on-site? On-site. Every morning I?
0: Every morning I? The first thing I do is take care of my son's breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Pancakes.
1: (laughs) and your favorite word is
0: my favorite word oh this is a difficult one there's so many of them but i think if i look throughout the day my favorite word is oh jeez <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much for your time zane and for your valuable insight and knowledge that you brought into this conversation and i know i've learned so much and i know our listeners will also just walk away with something um from this conversation so thank you for your time
0: oh, thank you kate i really appreciate it um, i was looking forward to this a bit nervous but yeah it was a very nice conversation and i think i really hope anyone that listens and can really learn something valuable from it and take it away.
1: Exactly. Take care.
0: Thank you, guys. Bye.
1: That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.